Show us your sex Damn, dungeon. Man. I was going to say, I saw that sex swing. <laughs> That's for when you come to visit. Nice. <laughs> Show us your sex dungeon. Welcome back to the Hateful Geeks Excelsior. This week we're talking about comic books and only comic books. We've talked about movies a lot, but we're going to be talking about your favorite paper funny books, not Marmaduke. Fuck you. I like Marmaduke. Anyway, uh, once again, welcome back to Hateful Geeks. I am one of your many hosts, Phil. This is Sweeney. I'm Andy. This is Tim. And this week joining us is a, a special guest star, uh, our friend Shannon, who is a also yeah, a big like, funny book uh, fan as well. Shannon, say hi to the nice people. Hey, what's up, guys? Appreciate being here. Thank you. Appreciate having you, man. Uh, Andy, uh, his friend Shannon, it, it works with him, and they are they'd like to talk comic books all day long and work. And uh, he somehow suckered Andy to get onto the show. We're considering replacing Andy with him, depending on how this episode goes. Oh, so man, anyway, that's going to be tough. Day, uh, for those not in the know, uh, new comic books come out every Wednesday. And every no. Wednesday at noon, our local comic book shop, World's Greatest, opens nice up. Plug. <laughs> and Shane and I, no matter what's going on at work, we'll just leave. And we go to get our, our comics. Yeah, hopefully my boss isn't <laughs> listening <laughs> to this. fucking nerds. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, is your boss going to listen to this? and be like, well, that's what you guys do. Oh, no, that's my why boss, I can't get hold of you <laughs> at noon on fucking Wednesday. <laughs> my boss knows. I'm like, I'm going to go get funny books and Subway. I so I'll be guys, right back. I thought you guys were jerking each other off. <laughs> we do that too. It's hot. That's <laughs> after they get the funny <laughs> books. Yeah. Did you guys skip on the way to the world's greatest <laughs> comics? Hold hands. <laughs> that's lovely. It's like animated birds in the background. Like, how long have we known each other, Andy? 20? 15 20, years. 15? 20 years? I don't know. 16. 16 I've years. now been a chase for 16 God years. We're old damn. people. We are oldies, but goodies. <laughs> uh, so what's your favorite? Can, uh, you like Family Circus? <laughs> you know what? Peanuts. I know we're not talking about those kind of comics, but Family Fucking Circus sucks. It's got to be the worst Sunday comic of all time. When I, was, I hate remember it. Remember the? Do you remember the version where they had like the little dotted line when Billy would run around town and shit? Yes. Yes. So when I was a kid, I used to draw like fucked up like trap obstacles in the way of his like line, <laughs> like a bear trap or like an ant or like a monster, like shit that would like kill Billy as he runs around town and no with no way to go is ridiculous. <laughs> nice. And then when you see the therapist every Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. It's a safe place. Did I? Did I poke too hard? No, but my therapist doesn't talk about that shit anymore either. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's dark. It is fucked up. <laughs> so yeah, this week, uh, all, obviously we're all big like comic book movie fans, but I mean, all it all stems from something. We all love uh, comic books in general. And we feel like this week we wanted to pay some homage to uh, what started it all and like what's going big right now on pen and paper. And uh, just kind of like dig in on some big stories that like kind of made us who we are and, and where the future lies. So, um, Andy, I, I know that you especially uh, is a, are a big collector. You uh, you actually have a pretty respectable uh, hard hard copy comic book collection. You're a very big artist guy, though, isn't that right? I am. I so my whole thing started when I was I remember ten years old, around fourth grade. Uh, 
my uncle passed away and he lived in Florida. So my mom was like, we're moving to Florida. I'm going to go down there, help your aunt out. We're going to move down there. So moving down to Florida, I had no friends. My fourth grade class was nine people. I went to a private school. So the entire class was just nine of us, including a lot. So eight (laughs) other people. So I remember That's called homeschooling. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I sat at home and I was bored as shit. And so my mom came home one day and she was like, hey, I ran to the drugstore. Here you go. And she slapped down a big giant stack of like those where DC would just do a a shit ton of different bundle books in one. It was like $5 and you could get like 10 books. Did you have like a bone disease that made it so like your bones were really brittle? This sounds like the origin of Mr. Glass. <laughs> or no, did like, you end up blowing up a train boy. and uh, burning down a hotel We lived in Florida for one year. We moved Bruce down Willis there the and it was just like, this sucks. And we booked it right back to Ohio. <laughs> Florida, great place to visit. Sorry to those of you that live there. I know I know we were making fun of you for being old, but you sounded especially old. And we're like, my class was nine people. Nine people. <laughs> it was a one-room class. Didn't wear with a dirt floor. <laughs> I had to write with a quill. She beat you with a ruler. But um, So you said you didn't have friends. When did you actually get some? Uh, how long have we been friends? <laughs> I don't know. I said, uh, when are you going to get some? I was going to say, so what's changed? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. Um but I, that was the first book that I picked up and read was a Batman book. And to this day, do you remember, what, still, do you remember what it was? Like who the art was? Or? No, it, it's not a significant storyline. It's something you could probably pick up in a dollar bin today. I still have it. It's a ter- that's a terrible love affair. It is. It's, it was just, but I don't Which know how Batman it began, was but it? I love him. Was it Jack Kirby Batman? Was it like, was it blue and no, like yellow Batman? It was, or Neil Adams? Um, it was Neil, Neil Adams. Adams. I'm pretty sure it was a Neil Adams. And to this day, Neil Adams is still my favorite Batman artist just because we were talking before we started uh, recording. Comic books to most people is nostalgia. What do you remember as a kid and everything? And Neil Adams was my Batman. Well, I remember Family Circus. The eldest shit on that. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was Calvin and Hobbes. I love Calvin. Uh, Yeah, I was a Calvin and Hobbes. Hobbes Yeah, absolutely. It's still good to this day. But, but so I started with Batman and. I did like, I like the stories. Now we'll all agree there is a shit ton of really bad comic book writing out there. The nineties, the nineties, which unfortunately is when I got into comic books. Because so I, I, I mean, when I grew up, I was little. I, I kind of got exposed to Batman in some levels, but it wasn't until like eighty nine Batman. Like you know, like Batmania and Nicholson. That was some Batmania, Prince. You know, all the good shit that made Batman good. Yeah, that's when I was like hooked in this universe. And yes, I'll admit, as a gigantic Superman fan, I got my start with Batman. But then I got educated and I became like a big like Superman fan and like branched out. <laughs> got educated and went to the dark side. I, uh, I think the first time I ever bought comic books was with my allowance at the comic book shop that was near my middle school. And I bought, like, I think that's when Zero Hour was starting to come out. Like, I already got, my my dad had already gotten me copies of, like, Death of Superman and uh, the 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 ones that were, like, packaged that you can't, that you're not supposed to take out of the packaging. The Black Mylar bag. <laughs> yeah, like Superman right. in the Afterlife with Pa Kent and all that good <clears> shit and, like, the hologram on the cover. Like, that, I got that stuff. But then I started getting, like, weekly pulls of, like, Zero Hour with, like, mullet Superman, uh. and Parallel. Parallax Hal Jordan. Uh, and, and I'm still a fan. Uh, like, I read this shit and somehow I'm still into comic books. I don't so know how. The writing then was pretty bad. But 
I am. I, I, I'm a visual, like I like good art. And I think a part of it is I wish I can't draw for jack shit. Like I even, I can't even draw a, a straight stick figure. <laughs> So the fact, like, I was seeing, what about like, a gay stick figure. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I might be able to draw those. <laughs> um, but I, I do. I love the artist. So um, we we're just talking. There's an artist from the early Silver Age, uh, Carmine Infantino, fellow uh, Italian, who did the Flash and then Batman, and a lot of his work was amazing especially in that day because there is also some art from then mm-hmm. that is it's not terrible. so great yeah that is not aged well yes what about you shannon how'd you uh, how'd you get into funny books you know uh for me it was uh my grandpa so when i was little um my mom and dad and i we lived with my grandpa in this tiny house um near gahanna and uh every morning i remember summers um really fondly because in the morning, he would drink coffee, and we would go to Seven Eleven. Um, so we go into Seven Eleven. He'd get his coffee. He'd get his he'd get his uh, his paper, and then they had the old school turnstile racks in uh, Seven the spinner racks. Um, I wish those were still around. Actually, they come back. Are they really? Um, Diamond um, made like two hundred and fifty of them for retailers to buy and sell, and they yeah. sold out in like minutes. Oh wow! Um, so you know, we go in. He'd let me pick out a comic. Every time we went in there, I mean, without fail, I mean, I'd pick up something new. And then we'd go over to the Tasty Freeze across the street and I'd get ice cream. So <laughs> comics and ice cream, man, that's, that's how I got into it. So I, I can't really say what my first comic book was because I've had comics uh, or, or been getting comics uh, for as long as I can remember. As long as I have memories, I've had comic books. Shandon might be a little modest right now with his collection. Like, mine is... Okay, I just broke the 900 mark, and that's pretty small for collectors. <laughs> um, Shannon, you've had the first appearance of Mr. Freeze. Uh, I did, Mr. Zero. The first appearance of Poison Ivy. Have that, yep. Um, what are some other significant? Uh, I've got the first uh, appearance of Silver Age Scarecrow. Uh, that's a CGC graded book. That's 9.2. It's probably my favorite book. I love that cover. Yeah, that that's another Infantino cover. So, uh, very very sweet cover. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's probably my best book. That's it's probably a nine hundred dollar value or so. Nothing too crazy. It's not like I have a, a Spider Man number one or <laughs> Amazing Fantasy, you know, laying around. <laughs> like this guy I mean, yeah, I'm not Tim over here. <laughs> I mean, if you had that, we'd have told you to bring it and then you wouldn't have left. <laughs> he would have ganked me, like, ah, I'll take that. <laughs> Yoink. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. We like this book too. Yeah. Uh, Tim, Tim, uh, you've worked you've worked uh, at comic book shops. How do you get into comic books? Um, I'd say like my first kind of like memories are watching the 60s Spider Man cartoon. And, oh my god! And Batman, like just like on syndication, like just because like my aunt would watch me and and um, growing up, and it was just on the TV. But like my first like comic book that I remember getting was a trade paperback of Spider Man versus Green Goblin, and it had like the first appearance of Green Goblin, and it. it had um, the the I can't remember what the story is called, but like the late '60s drug story where Harry Osborn's doing LSD. Um, and then it had Death of Gwen Stacy in it. And 
that's what I remember. That's the first thing I remember reading was Spider-Man and then Gwen Stacy. Drug use. <laughs> well, <laughs> drugs and death. More the, yeah, drugs. more the more the Gwen more the Gwen Stacy dying. Drugs and dropping blondes off bridges. Right. <laughs> Homeland Security, life. take him out. <laughs> and then I I would sporadically as a kid uh, go to the convenience store that my grandmother worked at, and she would you know she had her discount, and I'd get you know single issues that way. And then I trailed off, and I remember being really, really into Batman No Man's Land in 99 or 2000. I can't remember what year that came out. And, but I remember that's when I started religiously going to the comic book store like every... No Man's every, Land was... I, I know I said I don't like 90s books, but No Man's Land was amazing. It's great, yeah. Um, and if, any, if no one's familiar with what No Man's Land is, it was a story... Um, where an earthquake hits Gotham and the, the United States of America decides to cut Gotham off from the rest of the, the country. It's like <laughs> Escape from New York. Yeah, it's Escape from New York, but it's <laughs> Gotham. And it's an entire year-long storyline in all the Batman books where they're working to gain control back in Gotham and rebuild it, essentially. Um, Greg Rucka did a no- novelization of that that is spectacular. Yeah. I'll let you borrow. It's uh, such yeah, a good book. I think I still, I think I have the hardcover of it. Um, and then I never really like looked back. Like I went and you know I got like uh, you know as a kid like I'd get the big stuff like Death of Superman and um, Nightfall. Nightfall was big, yeah. And uh, Heroes he, uh, Heroes Reborn was a big thing for me because um, I had cousins who were like the I, I grew up you know with four with four cousins and the oldest one was like four years older than me. So like I he'd read Captain America number one and then I'd read it right behind him and stuff like that. Um and then I took a break, another break for a while, and it wasn't until Avengers Disassembled that I came I went back in, never looked back, got a job at, at Comic Town. I'll I'll plug that a little bit. There. I'll plug Comic that Town. so I'll plug that so Ryan doesn't <laughs> give away my employee discount that he still gives me. I hurt you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and yeah, and I never really looked back, and I ra- I worked at Comic Town for eight and a half years. So, did you cool. ever go through a period that you didn't collect, or you didn't read, or you didn't buy? Um, for certain stories, uh, or for certain titles, I did. Uh, like Spider Man, like when I was getting back into it, was Sins Past, where they did the story where Norman Osborn and Gwen Stacy had kids together. And I remember being told of that story, and I was just like, "Let me know when that's done. I'll pass on that." <laughs> <I'm> a, <laughs> sounds terrible, but yeah, there's yeah. there's about like 2001 to like 2004 where like I would just pick up things like here and there, and there was just like random issues, like uh, um, the 9/11 Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 36, where I was like, "Yeah, I'll, you know, I, I need that." You know, I I passed on that, and I regret it. So I got out right around the the late night. So when image had their boom and I fell right into it, I was like, I'm getting spawn. Number one, I'm getting young blood. Number one, I'm getting wildcats. Number one, I'm getting all this stuff. And then I realized there was 1.2 million copies of spawn made. And it was like the money I paid for this book. There's no, like, I was like, this is ridiculous. They're just saturating the market. And then shortly after that is, I believe, when Marvel was like, we're filing bankruptcy. Yeah. 
like I kind of I kind of jump back into comics. I think at the perfect time because Captain America was re- and this is back before what they're doing now, like relaunching with number ones like every six months. Mm-hmm. But Cap was Cap was a new number one. Uh, Thor Iron Man was new number one. New Avengers was the like so so it was a good jumping on point. And then Batman was like right around that same time was the um, was under the Red Hood. And Under the Red Hood is great. It is um, amazing. I, and it was it was like maybe like a year or two before Infinite Crisis. I can't really remember what was going on in like Green Lantern and like I think maybe Green Lantern Rebirth had just happened. So Green Lantern had a new number one. Um, I can't really remember what was going on in Superman at that time. Yeah, that's though. right. Because that was the original Rebirth, right? That and Barry Allen Flash. They did yeah. two Rebirth yeah. storylines. Barry Allen was like a few years later. Yeah. yeah. That was like right before uh, War of Light and all the crazy shit started happening and then Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. That was like that was like the twilight of like pre-New 52 DC. Yeah, because yeah, re- Flash Rebirth came out after Final Crisis and Final Crisis was 2010, I think. 2010 or 2011. Yo. I fucking love Final Crisis. I do too. Holy shit. And Infinite Crisis also. Uh, I think Superboy Prime is probably one of the greatest DC villains. Notoriously hated because he's like a fucking, (laughs) he's a commentary on their fans. (laughs) But holy shit, man. He's a petulant child who punches reality. Other than, like, I like him other than the reality punch. That's the best thing uh, about him. No. He's like, fuck this story. <laughs> I think it was just more like like the anticipation of like, how did Jason Todd come back? Oh, because Superboy Prime was- Superboy punches him alive. Him. It's like, it's like stupid like, death in the family. Yeah, I'm just like, fuck that. So that Tim, was, you really don't like bending reality stories, do you? Uh, <laughs> if it's done right. Fuck. If it's done- Dude, Tim- when they finally beat him and send him back to his original oh, prime no, no, reality, he becomes an internet oh, troll. No, 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 like, He's I, the greatest no, DC villain ever. I think, I think you're. I think, oh. I think you're understanding me wrong. I think it's the like I like Superboy Prime, and I like that they did that. It's just that one kind of thing. That's the only thing I didn't like. Oh, uh, is that really? Whammy. Is that legitimately your favorite villain? Oh God, yeah, he pisses so many people off. I love <laughs> Superboy Prime makes so many fans so fucking angry. How can I not love him? Oh, First of all, on. he's weird. He's part of the Superman well, family, so I gotta like him. And he's just so broken and bullshit. Like, like he makes regular well, Superman look like weak. He's cheap, you guys. <laughs> Plus, he gave me Jason Todd well, back. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we get into our favorite like heroes and villains, Sweeney, your What's turn. That? What got you into comics? So I am what you would call a comic book novice, I would say. Um, I didn't really get into comics when I was a kid. I was more into like pogs. I don't know why, but um, <laughs> want to see my pog I collected, collection? Yeah, I collected <laughs> pogs. I played pogs like school. Like that was like my thing when I was a kid. Um, but like I can remember, like the first comic, like my first introduction with the comic was Calvin and Hobbes. So like the that whole Calvin and Hobbes, it's a great little series. I love those books. Like those are fun to read. I like the whole concept. Um, and then I'd say my first like dive into like the comics world was actually the Spawn movie. Um, and that's why I was like, oh, what's where did he come from? What's this about? And so I kind of like dove into the whole Spawn realm. Um, White. Yeah. I was just like, I really liked the art. I really liked the look of it. I thought I was a really big 
visual person at that time. I was a kid. I was like, oh, it looks so cool. Blah, blah, blah. And Spawn does look cool. Yeah. I'll and then John Leguizamo was the violator. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. I, I, I still to this day will watch that movie. It's nostalgia. Like, I go back to my childhood. Like, it's just fun to watch. And then, of course, like, 89 Batman um, was a, a staple in my house. I, I would always watch that whenever I wanted. Um, and then I would say I got more into the stories of of the characters by like talking to you guys like you guys would mention plot lines we would play like hero clicks you know we'd play all these games that involved comic characters i really didn't know much about them so i started then i started getting more and more into it um and for everybody that knows like i'm a huge iron man fan like always i mean i was before but i also had a, something happen to me and it kind of turned me into like tony stark himself a little bit i would say i have a piece of metal on my chest so it kind of like made me more attached to that that storyline as well. Inching closer and closer to your heart. That's right. <laughs> um, so, and then I got like, so my first, I first started purchasing comics wasn't until probably a few years ago, honestly. You know, I think the first big purchase I did was the entire um, um, Blackest Night series. Like I bought the entire series and I read the whole thing. Like, and that's why I really enjoyed that. So I, then I started buying like infamous Iron Man. I, I, I did this because I think I sold that to you. It was, it was that we were at, we were at that, <laughs> was that Buckeye um, Comic Con. Buckeye Comic-Con. <laughs> and I actually talked to your boss down from like, <laughs> I think it was like oh, wait, so you work in the booth? No, like you were, I think he was with us. Oh, no, I was I working the booth at that no, time. No, he was working that okay. one. Yeah, I was Just you and I went. Yeah, I like talked him down and got the whole series like for cheap. How awesome is that? So I'll, Phil, I'll, I'll tip the hat to you for this one for turning me on this. I hated the Green Lantern. I hated the Green Lantern core. I hated everything about it because I was like, you're telling me that some whack job gets a ring from some space midgets and he could just <laughs> think of whatever he wants and he makes some construct out of it. Fuck him. But that's like, the coolest I power, really I don't think. care. That's amazing. But it was when we finally sat down and like Sweeney said, we played the Heroclix event where they had the blackest night, and I was like, "All or right, white. I'm kind of digging their power sets. I'm kind of digging their stories." So I went out and I got the trade, and I read it, and I was like, "All right, I was wrong." Right, it's fantastic. Well, I mean, it's the greatest weapon in the DC universe. It harnesses the emotional spectrum, which it gets a little Captain Planety on the surface. It's like it's a little superficial, but ultimately, what it boils down to is like conquering your own emotions right. and then like smashing the shit out of somebody with a gigantic I mean, green green rocket. And that's how it's I always viewed it too. Fun. Was like it, it it was more than just I'm super strong. I can beat the shit out of you. It was like I have this internal feeling that I can harness due to this power and each one everyone's different and so I can use my willpower to overpower you or I'm fear so I can scare you know I can use that against you and it was like a cool concept to like actually go through the entire emotional spectrum when they did do War of Light because they didn't I don't think they had all of them booked to begin with it was Sinestro I feel like the Indigo Tribe is like the Indigo Tribe is kind of like eh it's kind of forced a little bit but Sinestro Core is the greatest thing ever that's like my favorite villain Right. Yeah, because they did Sinestro Corps, and then they did Rage of the Red Lanterns, Agent Orange, and then I can't remember the storyline. They introduced the blue, the blue, the. Oh, that's right. Because that the orange Cole. was uh, LaFreeze, where he came in, right? Yeah. No. 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 Because no, it. Yeah. Yeah. That was Agent Orange. Was yeah, that was Agent Orange. No. What I'm saying. What? Yeah. I could. I can't remember the story they did the that introduced lanterns. the blue lantern. Okay. The blue and, and, and I just told you it was a Sinestro Corps war. They are taking Sinestro back to Oa to stand trial. I'm freezing. Yeah, you were. 
You're good, okay? You're good. You're, You're good. good. You're fine now. now. All right. It's Sinestro <laughs> Corridor. Goddamn <laughs> They caught Sinestro. The Green Lanterns catch Sinestro. They're taking him back to Oa to stand trial for his crimes against the universe. The yellow, the Sinestro Corps is introduced. They try to intercept Sinestro mid-transport. They kill a bunch of Green Lanterns. And as it's shit's looking dim, the Blue Lanterns show up for the first time ever. And okay. they enhance the powers of the Green Lanterns and they scare off the Sinestro Corps. And then, oh, of course, okay. Sinestro Corps shows up with Superboy Prime and uh, the fucking anti-monitor. <laughs> and, 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 like, and, the, and Yeah, the anti-monitor and uh, Kyle Rayner's parallax. Yep. and they, in that story. And that, I need to go back the, and read that. When the Guardians allow the Green Lanterns to use lethal force is the first step towards Blackest Night. Yeah. Nerds. <laughs> Nerds. So, yeah, that, again, back you know, that was why I first started reading. Um, and then I got into... Um, other Iron Man series. So, I mean, my my pride and joy is I own Demon in a Bottle. I have actually... Oh, wow. I, I love that that storyline from Tony Stark's days. Um, I started getting into Infamous Iron Man, which I love Doctor Doom. So I thought it was a really cool concept to be, you know, give Doctor Doom, like, essentially the Iron Man suit and just pretty much have a magical Iron Man. Like, I like this. That's because Bendis knows how to write. Right. <laughs> um... And then beyond that, I just started getting into. I love Alex Ross art, like so. I started buying a lot of Alex Ross covers cool. just because I was like, I loved his art. I would always He's buy amazing. Like, I'd buy like this one back here, uh, the Marvel Legacy. I got this. Um, I don't know if you really can't see it, but that was one of the the alternate covers that he did. We've we've never really discussed it, but go find Marvels. Marvels. Yeah, it was a. It's the first big work he did in like the mid. Mid nineties, I want to say like ninety four, ninety five, um, and it's like Silver Age Marvel. Nice from like one guy's perspective, and it's fucking great. Like and issue, I'm, I'm, it, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I would uh, say that's why I rely on you guys for is of like these recommendations. Like, that's how I've like got any books I've ever read. Has been like Phil saying, "Hey, you should read this series," or Andy, like, "I'll oh, look at this." You know, that's me. Like, I'm not, I'm not a big like I'm not gonna go about myself <laughs> and find series, but I'm always like, "Oh, cool." The, yeah, the the one of my fi- and this goes back to. Spider-Man and Gwen Stacy being like the one of the first stories that I ever that I ever read. Um, issue four, the cover of issue four is Spider-Man, like half of Spider-Man's mask, mm-hmm. but in the eye hole is Green Goblin and Gwen Stacy. That's such a sweet cover. It's an amazing cover. Yeah, nice. it's like one of my favorite. I think I've seen Alex it actually. Russell. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It's like the first. See, this big... is one of the things I like the most about Sweeney, though. Like, even though he didn't grow up with this shit. He's open-minded enough, and he also proves that it doesn't matter what age you are. Like, if you want to get into comic books, no. you can get into comic books. Yep. If, you, if there's a the, – the, okay, comic book characters today are, like, modern, like, Hercules or Odysseus. Like, the tales of, like, ancient Greek gods that people would sit around a fire and smash rocks together and, like, <laughs> tell each other fucking stories about why the sun exists and shit like that. Right. Like, these are, these are, like, greater than greater than reality personas that – Teach us like more morality stories, or, or you know, that, what what would you do with this type of power? Like you know, with great power comes great responsibility. These are stories of amazing, powerful, godlike characters that teach us who we really want to be as a society, and they speak to everybody regardless of where you come from. That and it's also like if you if you like to read, you know, what I mean, obviously if you're reading novels, you're you 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 come up with images yourself, right? So, but comics give you someone else's interpretation of the visual art that they're telling in the story. And I think it's a really cool mashup of these great story arcs with not only your own imagination what you can see, but they, they give you like their visual representation of what they want to show you, which I think is really That's awesome. What, I collect artists as well. Like, like I love 
the when an artist could draw something that matches like when uh when they made Lord of the Rings movies and it was like, holy shit, that looks exactly how I imagined it. So when looking at like the new The Dark Knight Metal and I'm collecting the variant covers from Matina, because I'm like, that to me looks amazing. Like his yeah. the Matina covers are awesome. When Delato does Spider Man variants. Gabriel Delato. Amazing. Like I love like, his Spider Man stuff and, that's and where, his Venom work. And that's where we differ, where like I go about the story and like I just don't want want to spend the extra money on variants when I can just get the regular. That's just me. That's how I love variant whores. I love the variant fuck. comic books. There man. is um, <laughs> like I have there's gamblers. There are yeah. drinkers that I collect. Like <laughs> I like having something where I go, this is rare. Yeah. This is unique. This is different. I mean, there's I bought a Vampirella variant. <laughs> Because not because I oh. not because I collect Vampirella. Because <laughs> she had big boobies. Yeah. Is that no, it was it's done by an artist, <laughs> Lucio Perillo. Something mm. about these Italian artists that I love. Bob and Boobity. <laughs> Lucio Perillo does very gothic elitist stuff, and it's a virgin cover. So a virgin cover means there's no title, no numbering. It's just just the art just on the, the cover. cover. Yeah, and there are 500 copies, and I was able to secure one. Nice. That's the coolest thing about this hobby, though. It offers something for everybody. Like Andy loves the art. He wants to collect the art. He wants to have like something to display. He wants to look at you know immaculately drawn vampirella titties all over his house. <laughs> <laughs> You've got like people like Sweeney who just really want to like you know like check out a cool story every once in a while or like get get down with like a character that really like speaks to who he feels he is as a person. And then you got like I I love a good plot. I love a good story. I'm I'm like I'm a film major. I like good give me plot development and character. You're a digital reader because you like Um, the story. Once I don't do digital throughout my life. I I I I have been uh, I don't want to say saddled. I need a better word. I have been. I have been with women who have not really understood the, the expenditure of money for comic books as a grown man. <laughs> so I, I keep my I keep my reading digital, so I don't have it taking up space all over the place. But I can still absorb all these great stories and these characters that I love. And the thing about being a digital comic book reader is I burn through material really fast. Like, I don't have to go out and get it. I, if I want to read 15 comics in one sitting, mm-hmm. I can. And the fucked up part is that I run out of shit to read. <laughs> so I have to start, like, filling the gaps. And that's when you, like, start, when you when you can't, when you don't have enough drug to feed your addiction, you start trying new drugs. <laughs> and that's why I wait. So we were talking before we record. I haven't read metal at all yet because it's like a Netflix show when it comes out. I want to watch it all in one sitting. I want to read. I don't want to read up to number five and then all of a sudden go, all right, I don't know when this ends. Um, I'll find out in a month. Right. It's something for me to look forward to, though. I didn't read even the death in the family until it was in a trade. Yeah, but that's like, do you, I feel like that's, I don't know. Do you wait till all the Game of Thrones episodes are out before you binge watch the, ep- the no season? Way. No, you watch no. every fucking Sunday like the rest of us <laughs> with your pants around your ankles. But if, if Game of Thrones, if HBO was like, here's the entire series all right now, I would fucking sit there and watch it all in one sitting. No shit, you have a heartbeat. <laughs> what the fuck was that argument? That's how I would prefer it. So that's how I prefer to read my comic stories. So you would rather my prolong comic not starting instead of not finishing. Yeah. 
So I mean, I'm sitting here knowing five issues of metal and knowing everything about the plot, and you haven't you own the fucking comic. I do. And you don't know issue one. So fuck you. I've I mean, bought the variant <laughs> covers, and the variant covers will stay bagged and boarded and never opened. And I've bought the newsstand editions, Excuse and those me. are the ones that I'll crack open and read when I have all six of them. I mean, I I, I understand it. I, <laughs> I under- am a collector. I understand it to a point because, I like. <laughs> I mean, I buy okay. So I buy DC and Marvel in in single issues. Like I don't really buy trades unless it's like a story that comes out in trade that I haven't like read for a while or it's been out of print for a while. But Image, I buy everything Image in trade, um, except Walking Dead because I can't really wait a month to or wait six months for Walking Dead. Just read the first hundred and throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 True. Um. Now I lost my train of thought. Oh, okay, but like Saga and like Killer Be Killed, like I I read those in I read those in trade. Shannon, are you a fan of trades? Uh, yeah, I like them, but um, I like the hardcover ones because um, you know how you guys like to display stuff. I like to display hardcovers. I think they just look sweet. A, um, there's a question in the back. Question. Yeah. yeah. What's a trade? Oh, shit. Wow. Uh, what a trade paperback is, is once a story's been completed or for image every six issues, they'll put them in a book and it's called a trade paperback. Oh, oh so I have a Deadpool like that has, like, it's a hardback and it has like several like mm-hmm. issues inside Stories. that. Yep. Yeah. Yes, that's okay. a trade. So I, I read Blackest Night <laughs> in a trade before I went. And so I was like, oh, the hero clicks are cool. I wonder if the story was actually cool. Yeah. Well, I don't want to sit there and buy each individual comic if I'm not going to like it. So I read the trade first. Then I went out and bought yeah. each individual, so, including the free comic book day. They, they get me from always. A, so You have a fucking problem. I, <laughs> similar to Phil, I think digital is the way to go if you're a reader. I love I love reading digitally. Um, the Andy and me, I have to own it. I have to collect it. I have to buy it. I have to bag and board it. Did you say the Andy? The Andy and me. Yeah. How often does that happen? Oh, every, a lot. Wednesday <laughs> every Wednesday at noon. Every Wednesday. After Subway. Yeah. Oh. And then they get me with the trades too because I like to display them on my shelf. Yeah, so. I mean that's kind of they get yeah. me always coming. My good buddy Salmons um, is another fellow nerd, good friend of mine. He actually got they were a gift for my birthday. He gave me two Deadpool trades. Um, and one is where it's uh, Deadpool versus Bullseye as Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. And was had, that during the Dark Avengers period? <laughs> probably, the Dark Reign? Yeah. Guess, yeah, yeah. Dark Reign. Um, but it has one of my favorite lines that Deadpool ever says because, like, him and Haw- Bullseye are fighting in a meat, like, butcher facility, the meat packing facility. Sure. And um, um, Deadpool attacks Bullet- or Bullseye and puts meat hooks inside of him. And he's like, Say it! Say it! It's like get your meat hooks off me. <laughs> I I should, wow. I should probably go digital because um like half of my office at at my house is just filled with with boxes of books. Yeah, you didn't even mention how It big is your so convenient. Was. I um can't even yeah. put it just, into words. Let me put it this way. Like I own comics. Like there's my Death of Superman right there. There's my uh, a, and a couple issues that Andy's given me for the amazing covers that I just love for sentimental value. Thanks, bud. You're welcome, bud. <laughs> like I love giving comic books as gifts. I've I've given Sweeney a few to be able to give somebody a comic book that they like that they want to display because the art is good or they there's some kind of story that I go when I read this story it made me think of you. 
that's why I like to you you gave to me gift comics. You gave me the um the Iron Man where it has um Mary Jane going into the suit, correct? Uh, that's all she gets into. <laughs> yeah, Mary Jane Spider Man's pantalones. Is yeah. that that cover right over there? Dude, Mary Jane working for Tony Probably. Stark is like the most sexist oh. thing ever. Like she totally blew her way. It's an that Alex. That's not how she it's the Alex it. Ross cover of Mary Jane in the Iron Spider suit. Yes, that's one of my favorite Alex Ross covers. That by is the way. a great one. Like my favorite comic book cover of all time isn't even like a big issue. It's not even like I think it was during like Hush, and it's a Batman comic. Shockingly. But yeah. That's a classic cover for sure. Yeah, Jim Lee. But it's like Jim Superman Lee is... choking out the bat, <laughs> and that's done by Jim Lee. And Jim Lee is yes, it is amazing. Yeah. Jim Lee and uh, Jeff Loeb. Yeah, Jeff Loeb. And then uh, Mr. Williams did the inking. Tracer, <laughs> your mother's a tracer. tracer. Chalk liner on your fucking body. <laughs> well, I mean, we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but so like, what what are you guys into? Like, so I'm curious. Like the stories now that are like. You all like I have to read this every week, or for Andy, what what, what do you buy every week? <laughs> I, think, I think Phil wants to go first because he's super excited. About it. Yeah, so we've been talking DC and Marvel a lot, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So my I have been reading this comic for like ten years, and it finally came to an end. It's a Kirkman comic. Um, the man who did uh, Walking Dead. Wait, it's called uh, Invincible. Before before you go on, d- no, 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 don't spoil the ending for me. I will not spoil the That's ending. That's all for I ask. You. I haven't. I I'm, will not talk about plot. I'm three or four trades behind. That's. I'm really That's interested to hear this because I don't read or collect oh. anything outside of no. the big two. Yeah. So go, go, Phil. So, so this is an image comic, and it's called Invincible, and uh, it's done by uh, Kirkman, and it's his take on like capes and spandex, like you're like a big. It's a big superhero, but it's like incredibly adult themed and like vi- ultra violent and and fathers and sons and legacies and it's like he's kind of making fun of superman yeah, at the yeah, same time yeah to me it was like it's like a mix it starts off as a mix between like superman and spider-man because really? like it it has the it has the the personal life and and the crisis of being like a high school kid with superpowers like like spider-man but he has superman powers and his dad's like a super superman type character and it's like normal, like dad's like, I'm Omni-Man and I'm like the greatest hero on yeah. earth. And here's your, he knows <laughs> what he is like growing up. Like someday my powers will yeah, kick when, in. There's in like the first or second issue, like when his powers kick in, he's like, oh, I got powers today. And his dad's just like, oh, I wonder when that was going to happen. And they just continue. <laughs> like his puberty dinner. or what? Yeah. Like they just <laughs> yeah, continue. Well, he's like a, t- he's like working, he's like in mid high school. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he's well past puberty, but the, the whole concept is basically like him coming to terms with like his own superhero identity. And then, you know, shit starts getting like more fucked up like with his dad's past and where Mm -hmm. they come from and the politics of the planet and it's 144 issues and then it's done and then issue 144 just came out last week and it's a fucking tearjerker man like it's sad to see these characters i've spent like a decade like getting to know and like watching them grow and like the the pain and trials and tribulations they've gone through and then seeing the story come to an end but it's handled so well like kirkman i wish he would do this with the walking dead because walking it dead needs, needs to end. fucking yeah, it end. Needs to end it needs to end <laughs> like, i don't it, give a shit about your stupid fucking it, virus it, i don't care about fucking carl yeah it needed to end <laughs> i mean I, Coral, coral, coral. Uh, coral. After last week's episode, I'm not watching The Walking Dead anymore. Um, it should have ended. It, it should have ended. It should have ended. The book should have ended with at the end of Negan. 
Yeah, yeah. The and Negan would have been a, so issue one hundred <clears throat> is like a big. I mean, everyone. Okay, look. If you, I mean, if you are behind on the Walking Dead comic and, and the, show the show at this point, you don't care that I'm about to spoil <laughs> no, this. Not right. at all. So fuck you. Right. <laughs> issue one hundred is when they bash in Glenn's brains with yeah. a baseball bat named Lucille, Ugh. and then you got to see that in the show, and then they kill Abraham for some fucking reason, even though he's still alive in the comic. <laughs> he's dead now. But, Kirkman just does not know where he's going with Walking Dead. It stopped being about zombies and people a long-ass time ago, and he's rehashing old plots. Like, Negan was just the fucking governor a second time. Yeah. But what's, I can't watch I, the show. I can't read the book. I'm done with Walking I was Dead. Very, I was very intrigued with what they did after Negan was the... Uh, now I can't even think what they're fucking called. The whispers. The whispers. Thank you. Where they just God, I'm a nerd. They cut off the skin of the zombies <laughs> and started wearing the skin of the zombies to walk around to, as their. And they didn't talk. They didn't they, talk. Like, they whispered. Yeah. And they had like one bald chick named Alpha was their leader. Yeah. And they would like use <laughs> the rip. zombies as weapons. Right. It, the, it was the, fucking yeah, stupid. The, the book is not great anymore. And then, at, like I said, after last week's, I mean, I was almost done with the show for a while, but then at the end of the mid-season finale, where they. Spoiler warning: Kill Carl, and they killed and they killed Carl in the finale or the premiere. I'm just like I'm done. I'm over this show. Yo, man, um, the entire like fucking book is Carl about fan, Carl. Or? Yeah, the, what what Phil just said is like that entire book is about Carl, like, especially <clears throat> Carl's after the Negan. future. Carl's the future. So what do you do when you just killed the future? Right. <laughs> and apparently, there's rumors that Negan is going to get his own spinoff series now, and I'm like. I don't. End. Give, I don't give a end. shit. He's <laughs> redeemed in the comics. Like Negan's a hero. Like Negan's joined them. And yeah. He spends fucking four Apparently years in prison after a time skip, that, and they let him out. That's, that's cool now. That's, I think that's what they're going towards in the show. Yeah, and the Carl's show death apparently uh, just. I think Carl's death is the catalyst for Rick to not kill the saviors and like try to ha make them redeem. I don't fucking know, but Carl's Carl's death is dumb. Well, they'll keep making it as long as it makes them money. Well, it's getting the lowest ratings it's had since season one. So yeah, but it's still a ton, though. Isn't it, is it yeah, still like eight or nine million? Yeah, they're yeah. still making money off of it. Yeah. Even if it's not what everybody wants, they're still going to have those diehard fans that are like, I still want to see what happens. Yeah, so, I have to admit, I quit watching last season. Yeah. So I, I saw I saw that to the farm. I saw the farm. <clears throat> it's been a whole fucking season at the farm. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> that was a long time ago, in. man. I watched I the episode after Shane that. Shane was still alive then. And I said the same oh, thing as Phil. I said, this is governor again. Yeah, I don't want to watch the same thing that I just watched. Yeah, and the, the the book gets even worse. So I mean, if you're done with the show, then just stay away from the comic. Well, at the end of the knee, like like Tim was saying, when the Negan arc is done and they beat the saviors, just don't even go through the time skip. Just end it there. And Walking Dead has a nice ending. You can live <laughs> yeah. with that. There you go. Um, but no, like I, I like Invincible was an amazing comic, and it the art evolved, the story evolved, the characters evolved. Uh, and I, I I don't want to spoil it for you, Tim, but it's a really great ending. It's an amazing I, fucking I, I've ending. I've heard, and like I'm trying to stay away because now I'm thinking about it more, and I think I'm like five trades behind, which is about thirty some issues. So I'm, I think I'm like around or just got past a hundred. So how many issues are there? One forty four. One forty four. Right. That was the last issue um, that just came out. One, one thing that I really like about the trade paperbacks is that uh, I think almost everyone except one of them, where it's like. Uh, a war that goes on. They just call it the war, the, that war. If you look at the trade titles, it's all a sitcom. They're all sitcom titles. So they had like, they had all in the family, uh, friends, family ties. They're all sitcom titles, which I thought That's was a cool yeah. mashup. That's Phil, neat. will you do me a favor? 
No. Will you go onto Reddit and find the uh, wrestling subreddit and post all the spoilers about him? <laughs> 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 take a no, then I'm, then I'm going to take a no giant shit in your family room. No, no, no. going to show him your dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, There's that's my go-to. Triple. That's triple. my go-to. <laughs> There's only one more comic I want to talk about, and then I'll shut my mouth. And uh, this is an older comic, actually. But this is a comic that actually made me realize what amazing stories like the, there are outside of the big two, DC and Marvel. Like, Image has great books. They've always had great books. You know, say what you will about Spawn being for edgelords. It is. But it's they have some amazing titles. And so do some other books out there. We talked with a what, what was our, our good friend uh, that we our very first interview? Keith. Keith. Uh, Keith Creighton. Um, he he was talking about some good books, but um, this is sort of in the same vein. This is a book called uh, Why the Last Man. Now, Why the Last Man's a comic book from like uh, is that a vertigo title? It's a vertigo yeah. title. I think it's a vertigo it was, title. Yeah. Yes, it is a vertigo title, not an image title. Um, but the premise is that every male, every ma- mammal on Earth with a Y chromosome uh, dies suddenly in a cataclysmic event, except for York Brown and his pet monkey Ampersand. <laughs> And my internet connection is unstable again. <laughs> you're not freezing on our end. Yeah, yeah. Good. Right, it's good, good. here. Um, the, and this is this is probably like the comic that like changed my life as an adult. Like I, this is not a a funny cracking jokes like punching the villain every week comic. This is a, a heartfelt story about a man who wakes up one day. And he's the last guy on earth. And this doesn't like turn into like, I'm going to fuck everything in sight, dude. <laughs> this is a guy who realized that a, his like, he, he now has a responsibility to keep the human race, but he doesn't fucking want that. Right. And he could be killed. Like there's a, there's a sect of, of, of the women that serve that survive this cataclysm that are like, good. All the men deserve to die. And then they find out there's one left. They're going to finish mother nature's job. Yeah. But- and then he, so he has to like, travel across the country and he's like his mother's like a senator and like they they give him like a a, a secret service agent to protect him as he goes on a quest to find like his fiance Mm -hmm. who he was gonna like propose to when the event took place and it's like him trying to find out like what happened to all the bros bro (laughs) and and why don't all these girls understand my sweet movie references and and, like he goes through like parts of Ohio and like this is an amazing comic and it had a beginning a middle and an end it's not an ongoing title, so some of my favorite books are done. Um, like they actually have ended. When, yeah, when when Why Last Man's brought up, I always think of uh, there's a the, this happening at at work is you know when I'd go to lunch, I'd grab stuff off the wall and, and sit down and read and eat. There's a there's a fairly significant plot twist at the second the second to last issue of that book, and it is on the top of my read pile. And someone's like, "Oh, did you? Are you? Oh, you read that? Did you get to the part where blah blah blah? Like, just spoils it. Oh, I'm just no. like, throat uh, punch, throat no. punch. <laughs> and like, you think I, you would say, did you read it yet? Not, did you read the part? <laughs> yeah, where where? And then just spoiler. And, and like, then I this dropped, Like, and I I very distinctly remember I was eating Chinese food. I dropped the fork and I was like, no, because it's on top of my read pile. Gigantic <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Fucking." Piece of human excrement. Absolutely, but, um, you get a lot of stuff spoiled for you. I do, <laughs> I do. Well, no, that's in all honesty. That's why I started going to see the Marvel movies at, on Thursday nights. Is because I would work Fridays, and if Everybody. I were, everyone would just be like, "Bam, 
tell you like, everything. Look, yeah. The oh, only the only, the only time I missed doing that was Man of Steel, and I got Man of Steel spoiled for me like that the day it came out. <laughs> well, you got the origin of Superman spoiled for hey, you. Hey, where's Josh yeah, Howard so he can talk about Man of Steel while <laughs> Is he around? <laughs> right. Look, man, you're a little friend, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I fully understand there are not, not every movie is for everybody, not every co- book, not every comic is for everybody. But if you don't have a legitimate reason for hating something, then you're as big of a piece of shit as the guy who spoiled that comic for but, Tim. Um, and I, I want to piggyback for a few minutes on on Phil's indie thing. Um, there was like a renaissance in indie books, like in like 2011, 2012, where a bunch mm-hmm. of people who were very unsatisfied with Marvel, I think it was kind of specifically Marvel. They went to Image and they made their own creator own titles there where like Jonathan Hickman, for instance, said that he was getting more money off of his creator own stuff than he ever got from Secret Wars. Um, wow. Yeah, which is f- pretty significant. So like Image is, Image is one where it's like pick a genre and there's a great title in, in said genre. Um, like there's... Um, Velvet, which is Spy, it's Ed Brubaker. Um, Brubaker is top five for right. me. He, again, he's got Killed Be Killed, which is like <clears throat> crime noir. Yep. Um, East of West, which is you want Western with like a little bit of Holy sci-fi. fuck. Yeah. I love that yeah, East of West. Wait, wait, Cowboys and Aliens? Um, oh, no. <laughs> Post-apocalyptic. Yeah. It's, think, think, think Mad Max meets Blade Runner. Yes. Yeah. With, with like a Western little like feel to it. And, Speaking, and the four horsemen yeah, of the apocalypse right. are real people. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of Mad Max, did anyone ever see Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome? I'll, always. Yeah, no, yes. Sweeney, I have never seen Mad Max <laughs> Beyond the Thunderdome. Master Blaster. Is that Master the one Blaster? with Tina Turner? Master Blaster. No, but we don't need like, another hero. No, Who runs out of town? So you know it's on Crackle now. You actually can live Sweet. stream it on Crackle. That's why I was saying that because it's it's actually you can just free stream it right now. <laughs> Two men enter, one man leave. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, like pick a a genre. Uh, One of my favorite ones that have come out from Image Wise is uh, Chew. And it's a very strange premise, but I I love Chew. I don't know, Phil, you didn't like it? It's it's very weird. It's very out there. It's weird. Can you talk like Yeah, yeah. Cannibalism. Yeah. So, uh, uh, this guy named, they live in a world where there are food superpowers. So um, a woman could write a food review and you get like the taste of it in your mouth. Um, there's, there's one person who can create weapons out of chocolate. Well, Tony <laughs> Chu is an agent for the FDA and his power is that he could take a bite out of something and know where it, where it is, where it came from. So if he took a bite out of a burger, he could know how the cow was killed, what kind of like chemical or like drugs were put into it and you know stuff like that. And the FDA is the most powerful agency after a ch- after a poultry flu killed like a million people. And <laughs> you're, you're not selling this. Uh, yeah. it's, 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 it's not buying this one yet. Man. Man. It has redeeming qualities. Tim's not selling it very well. Me, like, you can like eat people and know where it, they came from. This is yes. sounding a lot he, like I zombie. Like no, 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 no. Fuck that book. No, but like, there's a lot of comedy in Chew. That's that's yeah. the, that's the the part about it that I like. like nom nom nom. Now I know how this person died. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, he'd be like the greatest detective ever, and also the grossest. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I thought we already established that was Detective Chimp. Didn't we talk about that earlier? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, there's a. 
There's a there's a there's a lucha libre rooster in it named Secret Agent Pollo. Yes, perfect. Like, I'll I'll give you the first volume of Shooter. All right, I'll read good. it. I'll read it. Like he'll look at he'll look at the cover and be like pretty, and then put it right. away. Oh, nice. I'm going back. Is this like, a Messina cover? Stuff, like, man. <laughs> like it's it, a lot of it is comedy, but I I enjoy it. And uh, I was gonna say preacher if you got if you I like preacher. preacher. Um, <laughs> a dick nose. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, and, and our space. Our space. Um, yeah. And uh, there's another good one. Same writer of Why the Last Man actually has several books that are just amazing. He did Runaways, um, Ex Machina, which is oh god, um, that's a good one. Uh, is the movie based on that? No, no, no. no. Totally different. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's totally different. Um, he, uh, this guy gets the power to talk to machines. So he could tell the computer to turn off. He could tell the cash register to open, do whatever. He becomes a superhero and saves saves one of the towers on 9-11. And he gets in this conversation with a homeless man of like, look, like what you're doing is fine. It's, you know, whatever. But like, if you want it, if you want to help us, help us from within. So he unmasks, runs for mayor of New York City and wins. So it's an ex-superhero as the mayor of New York. Like that's just the premise of it. Hmm. But he keeps up with his duties, right. though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like he's like a he's like ass kicking yeah, <laughs> duty. Yeah, an ass kicking mayor. He's an ass kicking nice. mayor who like actually stands for the people, but also the talks to machines. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, you. I mean, you get into you get into like how he got these powers and stuff like that. Like, and it's only sixty issues, um, which isn't terribly long for one that has like a beginning, minute, middle, and end. Uh, and the last one I want to talk about is Saga because I absolutely saga. love Saga. Same writer. High five through the right? internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, these two these two races are have been at war with each other for as long as anyone can remember. Wings and horns. Yeah, like you were born and bred to hate the other race. So a male from one side and a female from the other meet, fall in love, have a baby. Uh, oh, this, oh this sorry, I thought you said that one one. I thought you said one species was male and one was female. One's like a fairy race and the other's like a, a fawn, like yeah, horn, yeah, yeah. magical yeah, race. Yeah, what I meant was like a male from one so side like and female Romeo from and the Juliet. other. And, yeah, and yeah. a Romeo and Juliet vibe. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, say yeah. That. yeah. And, Way more fucked up right, than that. And, and both sides um, find out about this and hunt and try to hunt them down because they don't want it coming out that like love is on the battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's it's like it won the Eisner Award, which is like the you know like the Pulitzer Awards for comics, like for best series, like three years in a row. It's fucking great. <laughs> it deals with like race issues, yeah. war issues, issues, transgender, transgender issues, yeah. like oh, I mean, like sex issues, sexual yeah. identity. Yeah. Are there other it's, races in this book? Because I oh yeah, yes, I flipped oh, through one ro- and I saw somebody with like a CV, the robot, the robot yeah, yeah, the TV head, yeah, the TV head. What's that all about? Robot. <laughs> <laughs> they're automatons. Yeah. They're a race of robots who are like arms dealers to both sides of this war. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. They just want to make money. So like whichever war side is up, they just sell them guns. Yeah. And so Prince like, Robot is like <laughs> one of the main characters <laughs> yes. now. And he's a, his name's Prince Robot. Yeah, no, no, he's, no, yeah. he's a fucking robot. <laughs> like uh, like how, how Andy is with like artists. Like, oh, like Gabriel Delato did this cover. Or, you know, Alex Ross did this cover. I got to get it. Brian K. Vaughn is a name that I'm like, oh, he's doing it. Instant buying it. Sold. Like, his name, I don't care who's doing the art. If I see his name on it, I'm just like, yep, I'm in. Andy, you actually would really like the cover art of, of Saga. Some of the I've, shit I've they do. I've seen a lot of Saga, and I've yeah. liked it. I felt like I was, 
I haven't wanted to go back and start from the beginning to try to catch up. I don't know how that, far that along it, it is. Um, they're in the middle of trade seven, I believe, right now. I don't do That's trades. Doable. I, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I do. So again, I know you, you could do trades. And they do. I mean, I. You can read it digitally. You're right? like yeah. the one that's like, I want to binge. Like, I don't right. do trades. I don't yeah. do trades. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, again, I, I have this conflict. But, like, I don't want to wait, but I also want to collect each individual. Yeah, they they do they do something that I wish that... Um, comp, 49. Comp 49. Yeah. Issue 49 is the most recent that's saga. The, so that's not that's a lot not of bad. issues. Yeah. That's not bad. Um, he has, they take breaks. Was that like yeah. five years? Yeah, the, actually, no. What I was about to say is what, what Phil oh, said with years. breaks that I wish comic books would do a little bit more often is that they will do six issues right in a row. They'll wait a month. The second month, the trade will come out. They'll wait another month, and then the next six issues will come out in a row. So it gives time. It gives it gives time for people to catch up. That is a cool like that. Thing. Any good comic, I think, for like an indie at this point, like this, this comic doesn't pull punches. No, not at all. I mean, and it, it, I mean, there's obviously there's swearing, there's nudity, there's there's you know there's violence. There's, there's in an it. entire there's an entire sex planet called Sextillion. Woo! <laughs> One of my favorite characters is a bounty hunter called the Will. Yeah, and he like the way he murders people is like art. I don't even want to go into that. <laughs> but he also has like a partner, like an animal partner, and it's a big, gigantic, like Egyptian blue cat, and his name is Lion, Lion Cat. cat. Yeah, and he and Lion Cat is his like bounty hunting partner. And whenever anyone lies around Lion Cat, Lion Cat goes lying. <laughs> yeah. And that's all he says. And they're doing even a, when he fucking lies. They got real simple the names in this it. book. It sounds like <laughs> they're doing they're doing a Funko of Lion Cat here pretty soon. He's, and uh, I'm going to buy. He's it. already out. There's a golden it's version out. of him too. There's Paul. a Prince I'm, I'm Robot. Yes. And is there a princess like a female robot one? Too? No, mm-hmm. Prince. So Prince Robot. I'm not. I don't want to spoil it, but Prince Robot has. Uh, there are other robots. Obviously, it's a whole race of them, but he's pr- kind of the primary. Um, there's. Uh, the the main mom and dad like the main characters whose names I always always fucking escape. One's the horn guy who looks like a fawn, and yeah, then there's the white with the fairy yeah. wings. Like the the narrator of the comic is their daughter, like grown up, like grown up. Like it's all like a like a, a retelling of like how her family came to like oh how deal I met your mother. Bullshit. It. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Like, like, how my, it's like it's like how my dad fucking overthrew an entire government by fucking my mom. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's a little long for. Uh, I wouldn't watch that show. <laughs> that sounds no, no, cool. Saga, it looks look, great too. I'm the with art him on the saga is amazing. Yeah. So, Shannon, what are you reading now, or what has been? I know we've been big into Rebirth. Uh, yep. DC did a <coughs> relaunch and a Rebirth title, and it's been good. But what else have you? So, I'm really into. Um, and I'll be completely honest. I'm not like Phil. Like I don't read everything underneath the sun, and then like crave more. I read when I have time. I have two kids. So I'm really busy. So I have a problem. <laughs> you have a problem. <laughs> I wish I had that problem. I wish I had more time to read more books. But I, I find that I gravitate towards books that involve like father and son relationships. So, like in New 52, for example, I was reading Animal Man. And, you know, they, they've got this arc that involves his son and his daughter. And I'm like, holy shit, this is really fucking good stuff. Um, and then also, still in New 52, um, Tomasi and Gleason um, did the Batman and Robin Batman. run. Yeah. Um, and then that now translated into Rebirth with Superman. Mm-hmm. And I, I see some similarities between what Tomasi and Gleason did with Batman and Robin because it's 
about the relationship between Bruce and, and Damien and, and how that goes. And then, you know, the same with, um, with Superman, like that Superman, relationship with, with, and John. with John. Um, and I think that's why I like Super Sun so much, even though they're, I hear they're canceling that now, which kind of sucks. They are, but there's supposedly something that's going to be after it. It's going to translate into a new title, apparently. Probably Teen Titans, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, issue 16. Is the last or one? Or is it 11? I can't remember. 16 is going to be the end. They said they were canceling Green Lanterns, which is Jessica Cruz and um, Simon Baz. Simon Baz. But that yeah. piece of shit. They can let that story, go. Story, it's still remember. going. You said you're canceling. Just cancel it. Uh, Jessica I've Cruz, never cared I actually. Less about a Green Lantern. I like yeah. Jessica Cruz. I liked her lack of willpower, I guess you would say it. And then her coming into her own to be. Like, I like that storyline. It's almost similar to, like, uh, Hulk when it was the She Hulk and she was struggling with the PTSD and everything like that. So I, I like Jessica. Cannot stand Simon Baz. Yeah. I, I like Simon. Guy Gardner more. Than yeah, Simon Best Green Lantern. Best Green Lantern. Best Green Lantern. Best Green Lantern. Fuck the Phil, I knew we had something on. in common, give man. Give it up. You're leaving uh, him hanging up there. Guy Gardner's <laughs> willpower is literally exploding <laughs> out of his fucking ring. Guy Gardner is one of the most powerful Green Lanterns. He's a badass. He's a leader, and he's respected. Kyle Rayner's and better. He was a and Kyle Rayner makes gigantic fucking cartoon I hate rabbits. Kyle Rayner, that thank you. That's, that's the coolest thing. Is that he's actually like an artist. I'm a cool. Like, yeah, yeah, it is cool. I like it's that. a really cool concept that he's actually a, a, a cartoonist, a graphic I'm, artist. I'm, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you three words when it comes to Guy. Gardner. Guy Gardner Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> That's not when he's a Green Lantern. We're talking about Green Lantern. Guy Gardner. Gardner. Shut up to I'm him. talking about Bowl Guy cut. Gardner just in general. Just, that's like the her coat. emails argument. Just stop. That's the what? Her just, emails. That's like the her emails <laughs> argument. Just stop, okay? Guy Gardner's just a giant douche. Yes. Guy Gardner is He's not great. a gigantic nah. douche. He is a confident like, dick. I just, there's a difference. That's, that's what a douche is. I did like him as a Fuck Red Lantern. You. Yes. yes, he makes a I chainsaw out yeah. of blood. Yeah. As a red lantern, yeah. As a red lantern, it, cool. But again, it doesn't get more metal than that. It doesn't. But again, that's there. not a green lantern. That's a red lantern. Shut up! You stop yeah. talking right now. <laughs> All right, again. yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're, you're, using, you're using Phil's argument against him. That's why I want to hear <laughs> people say you New Fifty Two sucked. I don't get it. Racist. No, I no. like New Fifty Two. New Fifty Two had some no, great stuff. I like New Fifty Two. I again, superficial side to me. The New Fifty Two Batman costume, amazing. The oh, rebirth Batman costume. I'm not. I'm the only difference it is that it's his the capes. yellow outline thing around. That was his, it? Wasn't that in? I actually that no. wasn't in the new Fifty Two. I kind of no. like it too. New Fifty Two. It was very um, Frank Miller-ish, like I'm just not, a dark. I'll never hate a symbol. series because of costumes. Do you remember? Yeah. That doesn't bother oh, me. Oh, I will. Do you I know. remember the Batman arc where they killed the Joker and killed Batman? Yeah. Uh, uh, f- what's it called? Death of death, the family. Death of the family. Yeah. Thank you. Because when I was so, trying to repurchase Death in the Family, um, everybody kept trying to, oh, you want Death of the Family? No, don't hand me that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I want my so Jason Todd really, exploded and his, beat with a crowbar. Because of his costume, you don't like one of the greatest runs in Batman history? Which because one? Scott Snyder and Chris Snyder Lula? run? No, yeah. I Dude, like... It's amazing. That's why I said I like the it's, new 52. 
I even like the like the rebirth. I I do okay. like it. I there's just something about that orangish yellow outline around. Like it looks like there's a giant target on his chest yeah. now. Yeah, but it's a story. I've known Andy a while. You need to accept this fact about him. He doesn't give a fuck about your substance. He just wants it to look <laughs> right. awesome. Yeah. You play World of Warcraft with this motherfucker. He doesn't give a shit about his stats. He's like, do I have two gigantic swords? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not doing any damage. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Uh, I'm looking real cool while I'm doing it. <laughs> like, fuck that yellow outline. I don't no, care if this is the best writing the Batman's had in 25 years. I like to. I, I have every single Batman Rebirth issue to date. Okay. I was, I was going to yell at you. No, I do. I have in it. In your face. I like Court of Owls. Um, Superman, Court of though, Owls is great. Yeah, Superman yeah. Rebirth is probably the best Rebirth story right yeah. now. Um, ever since they like, like combined the the New 52 and the Rebirth one like together, like it was it was great. Yeah. They've kind of like absorbed and did the fusion dance. Yeah. And now they're like the same. <laughs> Which Superman like I'm fine. Somehow. Like I don't care because like that, that little fusion. <laughs> that little era of like Two Superman running around was just real, well, real weird. And I like the concept well, they did with those, like there's three Jokers or something like. But they it? still haven't. Yeah, we don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, going on. nobody said <laughs> shit about years that. Two later, the, the Mobius chair tells like Metron Batman, <laughs> God of Knowledge, that he's like, "Who's the Joker?" And he's like, "What?" And he's like, "Got three answers." Like that's t- yeah. tell me and more the, about yeah, that. And the rumor was that they were going to do Joe Chill as the Joker, and I was like, "Don't do it." Oh, please don't, don't. fucking do it. Yeah, because like as much as I like '89 Batman, th- that it's that's fine in '89 Batman. Yeah, Joker killing like, but don't make it canon. No. For the love of God, Joker should never have any kind of significant origin. Right. That's no, the I, thing yeah, about exactly. Joker. He just don't give him. A fucking reason. He doesn't right. need a reason. It's just like it's just like Heath Ledger Joker, like in the Dark Knight. Of like it came out of nowhere. He can't, he's a force. Yeah. He, Did you guys like new? Was a new fifty two bat? New fifty two Joker where he cut his face off. Yeah, I thought yeah, that was that's cool. Death in the family. Yeah. yeah. Of the family, death, of, death the of the family. family. Yeah. A death in the family is death. See, of Jason I like the look of that. I like, I like the, the idea of it. I didn't like the look, because, of, the look they, of it because I don't have these in like trades. I haven't really gone back to read it, but like. They did Court of Owls, and then they did the story where he cut his face yeah. off. And that every actually happened in the very first right. issue then, of Detective. But then there was a bit, there was a bit in between that and Death of the Family, right? I just can't remember what that first Joker story was called where he cuts his face off. Uh, I thought said of Detective. I, yeah, they, they actually showed that in Detective Comics, I thought. The first issue of uh, New 52 and Detective. No, yeah, oh, you're right, you're right. But there's a story where... where um, where he where he goes and breaks in and gets his face and like staples it or whatever and then he, I think maybe death of the family and then it's oh it's Endgame Endgame that's, yeah okay Endgame, Endgame is where they where they died that's what I'm thinking of. yeah and yeah and Andy did you read Endgame because like it seems like Batman's dead but he just has amnesia and he's become like happy special ed Bruce Wayne like going <laughs> and that's when working and, at like and then we have he's working at like fucking homeless shelters yeah. and like. Like I have a beard now, and I don't know that I was Batman. And like how many times has Batman died? Now? I'm curious. <laughs> and like, then, then they're Twice. like, "What the fuck happened?" <laughs> well, was, and then the Joker shows up alive. Well, he was yeah. dead in Blackest now. Night. Yeah. Well, yeah. Before dead. That. The Omega beams what shot him back in time. Dude, you're talking about a you're talking about pre new fifty two. Yeah. You, you got to ignore that plot, man. All that shit. The only thing they kept from. Pre New Fifty Two, when that Flashpoint reboot of the universe was the Flash's background, 
some things about the Batman, but that but, wasn't one of it. Uh, and War of I'm Light. Gonna, I'm going to spoil something slightly for you. Oh, I don't care. Spoil away. <laughs> that Batman Omega Beam, that's in canon. Oh, is it? it uh, they, they, it's a canon in metal. So that's yeah, Dark Side sends him back in time with the Omega Beams is considered canon. That's how. Awesome. That's how Bar- Barbatos, the main villain in metal, finds Batman. That's what I loved Barbados. about. Barb- yeah, whatever. During the Blackest Night is when they resurrect Zombie Batman, just for the sole purpose of so, shattering, so, fuck with fuck everyone's with emotions. Just yeah. right there, like, there's your hero, there's your leader, there's your guy, mm-hmm. a fucking corpse. You're you're what? What was that? You're what? He was the leader. Batman's the fuck fucking you. He's leader. zero two in the Justice League, bitch. <laughs> zero two. <laughs> two. <laughs> when he teleports into the Watchtower, it says zero two Batman. You know who's zero one? Super. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about New Fifty Two is they made uh, Nightwing. You know what's lame? Neither of them were originals. So they made Nightwing. They made, <laughs> they made Nightwing emo red cry curtain. Nightwing. <laughs> that 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 that's done when they did when they did rebirth. I know they, they brought it back thank to blue. Also, thank God. And he and he went to Bloodhaven. So yeah. Bloodhaven. I like your where you're going with this. What do we hate? What do we hate about the comic books right they now? They always reboot everything. Right now, yeah. Let's um, talk about Marvel. Okay. <laughs> and on this, I love Marvel. I started with Batman. Batman as a child was like he's fucking awesome. When I got towards middle school, high school age. It was all about Spider-Man, and then it was all about Venom. But come on, Marvel. It's because you were too old for Batman. Um. <laughs> Marvel's making some dumb fucking right. decisions. Are you aware that they're bringing back the Hulk? Bruce Banner No, Hulk. that's one of He's- their smart decisions. Uh, no, you, sir, <laughs> do not know what you're talking about. This is called the Immortal Hulk, and he is Bruce Banner during the day. And Hulk at night <laughs> only. You know period. where they're going and, with it, though. And I'm not fucking done, Andy. And <laughs> if he dies as Bruce Banner during the day, which he can do, he won't turn into the fucking Hulk till the sun goes down. And then he comes back to life. It's the dumbest fuck. It's a monster. They turn Hulk into a monster movie. It's fucking stupid. The whole premise he's of the Hulk was based on Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I mean, the whole. Yeah, that, that's done. Now he's fucking, now he's Solomon But Grundy, you know bitch. where they're going. <laughs> you know. You see. I don't give a they, shit where they they're going. They just this out. The toilet. Banner is coming back. Fuck Amadeus Cho. Don't totally care. horny I don't Hulk. care about totally horny Hulk. I'm <laughs> talking him. about the fact of the matter that you have taken one of the greatest fucking Marvel villains and turned him into a villain. fucking DC villain. comic ripoff. The Hulk's a villain, bitch. Real <laughs> War Hulk, he fucked shit up. The Hulk's always been kind of a hero, but when the chips are down, the Hulk's gonna fuck good shit. We, up. He's, he's like, like, he's like an anti-hero. Okay. What Marvel does yeah. wrong is major event, everything. Major event, so, major event. Legacy numbering. Oh, wait. Back to number ones. So, Another zombie. number one. So, so here's he, here's here's where it's an issue and like where I talk like when we get like maybe like in the business side of things a little bit is that the the renumbering, like all they, they want that number boost. All all it matters anymore is just one month. When they've announced stuff like fresh fresh start, whatever the fuck this is called, fresh take, I, I, whatever. When they announce stuff like that. People don't care anymore because they're just going to wait for that number one. So on the on on the comic shop side of things, people stop buying the books because they're like, "Well, I'm, I'll wait to that re, that new renumbering." But 
when that new renumbering happens every eight months, you're going to lose a lot of readers. And why at this point right now, if you look at if you look at Diamond, who you know who all the the comic book stores order from this company, Diamond, uh, DC actually outsells Marvel right now by a pretty significant margin. But then Marvel has the bigger dollar share because Marvel sells their books for at a higher cost. You know, like they're no, most of their books are three ninety nine. Most of DC's books are two ninety nine, and they, they have a lot more titles too, right? They have a lot more titles too. So, like DC <clears throat> numbers wise, is actually outselling Marvel and has been since since Rebirth. Yeah, um, they tell better stories. Their characters are better. But I'm sorry, I, it just it annoys me because people just tend to not care anymore. Once, like, oh. Um, it, it's it's coming it's coming with a new story new number one in in three months anyway I'm just I'm not I'm not taking off my poll I'll come back with number one the biggest one was when they when DC announced the new 52 we were selling close to maybe a little over a um, hundred and I know this is this is eight this is seven or eight years ago but we were close to selling over a hundred copies of Batman when they announced the new 52. The month before the new fifty two came out, we were selling forty five. That is a huge, huge drop off in two months. Now I know like new fifty two and fresh tank are like slightly different, but they're still hitting that point where people just don't care anymore because it, it's getting relaunched every year. People just don't care. Yeah, that 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 whole thing of like, well, I'll buy the new number one because that's going to be worth money or not worth money, but like. You know, I, I have that to start. It just it doesn't matter anymore. People just don't care because there's going to be a new number one in six months anyway. Tim's got a point. Numbers matter at this point. Like people care about like whether or not they're getting into the end of a game mm-hmm. or they're getting mm-hmm. into the beginning yeah. of the game. That matters to some and people. dollars. But you got to understand, Marvel's quality is donkey shit mm-hmm. compared <laughs> to DC. Let me paint a fucking picture for you, and you can tell me whether or not I'm okay. We'll play we'll play two truths and a lie, and you can tell me if I'm lying. Currently. In the D- Marvel Universe, in the Marvel Universe, Frank Castle is going to die. When he dies under a pile of rubble caused, caused by Thanos breaking shit, he will be resurrected by Mephisto to become the new Ghost Rider. The Cosmic Ghost Rider. Shut the fuck up. I'm not done. <laughs> then he will go to space to attempt to kill Thanos as the Ghost Rider. Fails and will get control over Mjolnir. Because somehow he's fucking worthy. And then he will beat up the Silver Surfer and then become the Herald of Galactus. So now he's fucking Ghost Rider. He's Frank Castle. He's also Thor and now he's the Silver Surfer. Then he makes up with Thanos, who makes him a member of the Black Order. So now you know what Frank Castle is? A fucking dickhead. That's who he is. I am sick of this constant amalgamation like marvel thinks if they keep combining shit they're gonna come out with something good no it's like putting it's too many cooks spoiling the fucking brew and i'm like like the opposite because like i don't have any like attachment to any of those things so i'm like sure let's see what happens why not see i don't mind that stuff because a lot of times to me a lot of this screams what if elseworlds like you know this is not it's not fucking what if it's i know (laughs) but you know it's not gonna last you know it's not so 
Of in this like, time frame, it's like they'll cool. reboot in six like, months. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, <laughs> see, I also like you know Punisher, Captain America. Like I thought it was a fun Captain, little Captain Punch Captain Punisher. Yeah, I thought it was a little. I thought it was. I fun. like Captain Hydra better. Yeah, but it was a fun <laughs> little thing. You know what I mean? So I like those little like. like and, and, and here's another thing that I'm going to shit on Marvel for too is that when when you have these events every year and sometimes twice a twice year. A year. Yeah. They become watered down to a right. point where no one gives a shit anymore. Like, even if the premise is cool, like, I'll admit, I thought the premise of Secret Empire was pretty good. Come up with a better, come up with a good story rather than like, oh, Cap is in a alternate dimension? Whatever the fuck that was. Now there's two Caps running around, one good, one evil. He's living in the cube, the cube. with a little yeah, girl right, version cube. of the cube. But, but it becomes watered down to a point where people just don't care anymore. Like, I, I, Marvel needs to do two things. One, if they're if you're gonna Fuck make off. if you're gonna make an event, do it every couple of years because DC has done since since the new fifty two in twenty eleven. DC has done two crossovers, three. What's the third? I don't fucking uh, know. I just want oh, okay. to. We hit the button. <laughs> I don't count that as a crossover. You know, I think I, I, it was a small one, but yeah. I, when it, when it's between two characters, I don't count that as a crossover. They did Dark Side War. I don't count that as a crossover. Uh, because it was just in Justice League. Okay. I'm talking like Forever Evil. Oh, they did Forever. That was a big yeah. one. Forever Evil was a big one. I, I think Dark Side War counts. Okay. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> no counts. It's fine. Sure. So too. They also did. They also did Suicide Squad versus Justice League. Because who gives a fuck about that? Nobody. That happened though. That's a stupid. That's like Superman gonna, saying fuck yeah, all I'm gonna of count, you. I'm gonna. I don't really count Dark Side War, so I'm gonna count three. Um, okay. Justice League, Suicide Squad. Um, because that was its own miniseries, uh, Forever Evil, and I would count Metal at this point. I yeah. would count Metal as one. Yeah, that's that's Metal's pretty, amazing. Um, pretty accurate. And and since 2011, Marvel has done nine. <laughs> you know, see, I think somebody at Marvel knows that Andy reads their comics because they're putting a fucking symbiote costume on every dickhead Tom and Jerry. <laughs> the fucking whole book. Like, I'll give you that. X I hated gold. that. Yeah. The entire X-Men gold team has a symbiote. Name. I'm so sick of Venom. Is that, I could is that for real? I, I love that. Yes. I think it's a cool concept to I give a symbiote because you can get the symbiote can choose anybody, right? So I think it's a cool concept to see how each individual mm. person unto themselves then becomes the symbiote. There are four. There's a whole race of symbiotes, though. Well, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't want that. I just want like the symbiote. <laughs> that is what you're getting, right, though. Jean Grey has a fucking. Sorry. Old past Jean right. Grey has a symbiote <laughs> that does no. what? Makes another voice in her head? Right. Cyclops' symbiote lets him shoot his <clears throat> optic blast out of every pore of his skin? See, I like... It's just havoc. Again, <laughs> the variant covers that they did a well, while back fine. called Venomized. So it was like just a... What would what? they look like with one? Cool. You're, you're talking about but, art exactly, cover. Exactly. We're talking I'm, about plot. I, know, I have yeah. this there's, Poison there's, X storyline. There's, there's nothing wrong with doing, because Marvel does that. They do yeah. They do monthly variant themes. Like they did, just did the Black Panther month right. because Black Panther came out. I have no problem doing Venomized covers. Don't, there's, no, there's no reason at all that a symbiote should be in an X-Men comic. I'm sorry. Fucking Eddie Brock, Venom, is on a space adventure with the X-Men from the past who are now in the present <laughs> to find Cyclops' dad, and they're wearing symbiote costumes because who the fuck cares? Because edgelords. Because people like you <laughs> buy this shit, Andy. The, the other thing that Marvel needs to do, and I think and we I don't I think we've discussed this on the on the podcast before, is they just need to do a hard reboot like the new 52. 
at this point. Like you want, if you want to yeah. gain readers and, and keep them and sustain those numbers, do a hard reboot. Just They've have, never done a hard reboot. But don't people hate hard reboots? No. I if hear a lot of people right, bitch about it. Like if they're, if they're done right, like New 52, when, when Justice League came out, we bought like 1500 copies and we're like, we're not, we're not selling 1500 copies. Like the, the only reason we did that is because DC made them fully returnable, which means we'd strip, I hate doing this, strip the covers, mail them to DC, you get your number, you get your money. Barbarism. Back. It is, but that's how I get my money back. That's how, <laughs> well, that's how I can take, cha- that's how I could take chances on stuff and be like, okay, like 1500 copies of Justice League. I'm not going to sell them, but if they're going to give me my money back, I'm going to do it. I sold 1,500 copies of Justice League in one day. That's for a comic book store. That is fucking unreal. And they yeah, can, that's pretty that's huge. That's such a smart reboot. That's Flash fucking with the time right. stream and trying and to get it that right. Too. Like Marvel has Doctor Strange. They literally can oh, do the exact yeah. same the, thing. The best time to do it would have been at the end of Secret Wars. Yeah. That was a, they did reboot after Secret Wars. They did. Yeah, they did. That it. was a hard reboot. Uh, that's a. Um, yeah, it was a ma- it was an amalgamized yeah. reality reboot. Right. Yeah. If you bring Miles Morales from the right, Ultimate right. Universe yeah. into six one six, that's but real. yeah, I mean, I get. But what I mean by hard reboot is just start everything from like 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 how they did Justice League number one, Fantastic Four number one, and they go and they redo that that you know. Then you do Avengers number one, you do Cap number one, you do all of them at number one. See, I kind of feel like the, everything we've seen so far in Marvel is the reboot after Secret Wars because you don't see the Fantastic Four anymore. Because after Secret Wars, the Fantastic Four family became gods who were like shaping well, the yeah, new Marvel multiverse. Their, their children were like yeah, their children are Franklin, gods. Franklin Richards is like, I made a new universe, right. Dad, and he stretchy throws it into the universe. Well, I mean, like, there you go. Kids. I mean, he's been creating universes since Heroes Reborn. Well, that was the very first. Thing I do kind of like Franklin though. I mean, I like Franklin too. He's so OP. (laughs) That uh, That is a fucking, that is a Mary Sue, whatever that guy, that's a Gary Sue if I've ever seen Gary Sue. What was the issue? What was that issue? Um, And it was at the end, it was like Franklin and his sister were like like narrating the whole thing. Uh, see, uh, Valerian. Oh, Valerian no, no, Richards. Uh, no, it's the, uh, it was the Marvel Legacy. Yeah, Legacy. Which was was the reboot before Fresh Start. Which like, they so, could have just kept going with that and just like right, which also Valeria just sounds like a venereal disease. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they named like did Doctor Doom name yeah, her or yep, shit? because there was a Valeria Richards from a different universe that was the 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 daughter of Sue and, and Doctor Doom. Doom. So Sue gets around. Yeah, she fucked Namor. Namor, yeah, come on, <laughs> yeah, man. But I, I, well, guy, who would fuck Namor? Dick come on, like fish. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, shape I, of the water over here. That's like a fucking cannery on <laughs> Sunday. You don't want to. You know, I mean, I, I, I like. For, so maybe it's just be as not like a true like hardcore comic book fan, but I like the different crossover like stories. Like I like the venomized stuff. You know when when like, you know when Falcon comes Cap. When you know War Machine becomes Cap. When all the different Caps. Like I like that. Stuff. Dude, every one of the Avengers has become Cap. Right. At this point, I mean, like Sweeney. I, 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 think I like I, that stuff. Like I have no issues with crossovers. It's just when you when you. Do them so often when they're billed as major right, events. Right. For me, and you get to the end of a major event, and you're like, "Oh my god, nothing else like that could happen." Oh wait, no, two more weeks right. away, we're going to do something like, even bigger. But like for me, I don't buy every issue. You know what I mean? Like I don't buy right. every yeah. issue. I just hear about the story, mm-hmm. and like for me, it's like cool. Like oh, that's a cool concept. I don't go out and buy every issue. And all shit, I got to buy new issues because they rebooted it again. It's just for me. It's like I like the storyline. It's kind of a cool concept. 
So, I, but I also think Marvel also may have way too many storylines going on to actually hard reboot like that. Because they have like, you have Deadpool, who's like, how do you reboot that? Like, he's like, he's all all over the place. Well, it's kind of like a new Fifty Two. You don't have to reboot anyway. everything. Some things kind of just yeah, stay the same. Still, like Deadpool yeah, would probably can... just stay the same, right? Mm-hmm. And Marvel does have some really good stories, and we and just mentioned a little bit ago who wrote those really good stories for Marvel, and it was Bendis. Brian Michael Bendis. And where is Bendis going now? DC. Bendis has left Marvel, and he will be writing Superman Superman. and action. So anything Mm -hmm. super family-related will be done by Bendis. So I really like the infamous Iron Man series. Like the infamous Iron Man, I think, is a really good series. Yeah, it is. That was a good concept. Um, so why don't they do more of like that, like that stuff? The, well, Tony Stark's dead in the right, Marvel Universe right it. now. So yeah, I'm fine with that. I, but that's why they did it, because the only other person in the Marvel Universe who could take on the role of Iron Man is Doctor Doom. Well, they have Iron Because Heart after too. Secret... Yeah, Riri. Yeah, but Riri. after Secret Wars, like when Doctor Doom comes back and his scars are gone, he kind of like re-realizes like if he's not like deformed, he could be a hero. Yeah. And what better way than to take on the well, mantle of the guy that yeah. was his biggest hit, technological? Hit, hit, him becoming him becoming God in Secret Wars that was, awesome, was not fulfilling to him. So now he's trying out being a hero, being good. Yeah, <laughs> that that dude, that, he, I that, love that. Famous. The art of Secret Wars was incredible too. Like the main Secret yeah. Wars books, like that was a that was a good was event. That? that was a good reboot. I think that was Assad Ribic. I think the artist, yeah. Shannon. I, I I wasn't <laughs> reading Marvel at yeah. that time period, to be uh, honest. Look, man, I have three <clears throat> words for you for why Marvel can suck a fat docking boner right now. <laughs> and it's called Civil War II. Yeah. yeah that was bad. not a good story. Civil War II is awful. It was bad. When you start making sequels to your own shitty fucking events, just flipping around. When you pull a Simpsons right. and do the same plot with different characters... You've jumped the shark. Mm-hmm. You have fonzied this. Yeah, it wasn't compelling in That's any two way for me. in a row, we've mentioned jumping the shark. Because <laughs> I actually think they Marvel was doing a pretty good job the right plot before that. Of Minority Report. Yeah, it's the plot of Minority Report. It's the plot of Minority Report, but Captain Marvel versus Iron Man, and Captain America's like, fuck all of you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, well, when you when you come up with this this story that's not good only because there's a Civil War movie coming out. <laughs> yeah. That's all they do, man. Marvel Comics are just one big advertisement not, for their Marvel well, that, Cinematic just, Universe. They, they just cash grab. They're trying to like play off whatever they can to get, sell the books mm-hmm. that month. They don't care mm-hmm. about the future. They don't care they, about yeah. building a, a 10-year like and then, saga. And then they wonder why their books are tanking and they had a they had a shit shit show of a PR year last year, and they they had they fired their editor in chief because it was so bad. Well, it, I mean, part of them might not even care anymore because they're doing so well in the cinematic universe. Their their movies are making yeah. so much money they don't need to care about their right. books anymore, which is unfortunate right. because that's where they got their fucking start. Absolutely. So this sort of like brings us to a head. Like we as like fans and readers need the only way as a consumer that you can better what you're consuming it's to vote with your money right. you vote with your right. money if you want to buy keep buying well, marvel covers and, and keep buying shitty marvel plots what they're yeah. not going to give you anything better they're, and i think what what he said is like it's reaching it's hitting the head where i think marvel's 
finally realizing that, you know, oh, like, D, you know, DC's outselling us. Like, our our stories are not great. Like, they brought, for a fresh start, they were bringing Jason Aaron back to do um, Avengers, which, I mean, he's been doing Thor for a while, but, like, that was the only book he wanted to do. Which is a good Marvel book, by the way. With Thor? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Thor's a great... Yeah. Thor's and the art, we're talking Jane Foster Thor. Yeah, the art on that, Thor's that one of the art Thor's is one of the few amazing. titles in Marvel right now where I'm like, this is great. But isn't she... Spoiler, isn't she dying? She is dying. She is. <laughs> See, we were talking <laughs> about things we hate. I think this is where Marvel's going wrong. Why would you kill a character and, and ultimately a book that is probably one of your best books? I don't see where this is going. Personally, this is going to sound nuts. Like, I like Miles Morales as Spider-Man. I like <laughs> Jane Foster as Thor. I know a lot of fanboys have bitched a lot about, I want my original I non-diverse my characters Man. back. I want my Bruce Banner. I want my Odin I sons. like the diverse Marvel. You sound like a fucking all right 4 chan type. He's the old man on the, 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 the porch with the shotgun. Uh, it's like, yeah, the, I'll give you on the Jane Foster Thor thing. Like, I, Thor I liked is her. Thor, I did like dude. her as that, but I'm ready for like Odin's son to come back. Um, I like Miles Morales. There, yeah, there's nothing wrong with, with Jane Foster's Thor. I I like the story so far, but one of the things with Fresh Start is they want a new their audience to see like, oh, Thor is Thor. Tony Stark is Iron Man. Steve Rogers is Captain America. Because with the last few reboots, they've had different people as... Dude, they're just caving to a bunch of misogynist assholes. You're right, Phil. I'm I'm not not saying you're wrong. (laughs) They, They see their numbers going down. They're like, holy shit. You mean guys who hate women and fucking black people will buy our comic books? Well, we should probably cater to them. Fuck you, Marvel. <laughs> Fuck you and your non-progressive ass. You do realize Ike Perlmutter, the owner of Marvel, the CEO of Marvel, is real good friends with Donald Trump. Get out of here. And this is why I'm a fucking Indian DC fan, bro. Yeah. Just saying. When my favorite character, when my favorite comic book features a transgender robot fucking an elf, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just telling you right now, like. Like I'm more progressive than you. <laughs> it, that, is that is saga? Is, is that the book saga. you were talking about earlier? It is okay. saga. Right. Yes, it is a fucking competition. <laughs> I don't care. I'm done that, with that Marvel, man. This is why I don't really want to give their movies money anymore. Well, I liked Black Panther. Obviously, I liked Black Panther. I mean, I look at the movies a little bit differently because right. the movies are they're way better. They're, well, it's a like company wise, it's a different branch. Yeah. And they're good. Marvel Studios is its own company separate from like Marvel said, Comics Company. I'm going to pay for something if I keep enjoying it and they keep putting out good and stuff. And their movies are amazing. Are. Like, right. They don't. They haven't hit like a shit wall at all. Like, I mean, some of them like Ragnarok was a little not as good, but they haven't hit that brick wall yet. They're still really good quality movies. Mm-hmm. I think they're getting better. I can sum up Marvel's current uh, state of mind with one plot that's currently taking place in the Spider-Man universe. The Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, now has the Carnage symbiote. Which is terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the literal definition of the mindset of the Marvel CEO owner right now. He is <laughs> You so like that I symbiote? Like You're just like, man, that's so No, I like the cool. No, did you read it? I have, have you read, read it. Andy, this is have one you where read I'm at. Are you just yes, buying it and leaving it? Norman Osborn opens the canister, puts Carnage, like it starts to take on the symbiote, and he was like, we're going to kill Peter Parker and take over the world. And the Carnage City goes, no, we're gonna kill the world. And he was like, no, dude, I wanna, I wanna rule it. I wanna rule it. And the symbiote's like, no, nope. we're killing it. Three panels in, 
And Norman already regrets having it on him. Yeah, and then in the next issue, which I actually read, he kills his two bodyguards and then somehow talks the Carnage symbiote into agreeing that he can do better and give, you know that feeling you get when you murder stuff, Carnage symbiote? Well, I can give you a better feeling by ruling it through politics. So, so, so three, boom. Words. Three words. <laughs> Fuck Dan Slot. Fuck Dan Slot. <laughs> Amen, um, sir. He is a boring and, writer. And, yeah, I can't stand Dan Slot. <laughs> And there is a rumor because 800, issue 800 is his last issue. There's a rumor that someone's dying. And I swear to God, if that fucker kills Mary Jane and then walks and walks away, I'm going to be so goddamn pissed. <laughs> Who gives a shit at this She's point? I, I, love my, I love Mary after, Jane. I'm sorry. After Brand New Day, like Spider-Man, yeah. like I... I Spider-Man there you go. This is your cue. No. Brand new day. Uh, brand new day and one more day now. <laughs> no, man. Like, I'm done. Oh, went off. Spider-Man went got off. his own fucking, like, company thanks to Otto Octavius as a superior oh, yeah, Spider-Man. Superior Spider-Man. I liked yeah. Superior Spider-Man. You know why I liked it? Because Peter's done, man. Peter's story is over. He's gone to I, CEO. I agree. Now he's back to being the fucking Daily Bugle. You don't go from Fortune 500 CEO to being the fucking science Article the Daily Bugle. Nobody Writer, gives a shit. Daily, yeah. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> and then living on living on Mockingbird's couch. Go work for Amazon, Peter. There's lots of jobs out there. Nobody <laughs> gives a crap. Like, and that's why I'm always like, I want my Spider-Man to be Peter Sydney. Parker, not not Peter Parker the person. Peter Parker the character. I want him like what to do that. They're gonna have to do a reboot, like you guys I were talking earlier. Bruce Wayne boot. to be my bad. I want like I, I mean, want these people that I've known. I'm cool with them expanding the character and doing. But like you said, you can't write him as like sometimes they write themselves into corners. They write to a point that there is no coming back from, or they write themselves into a. Um, okay, how do we top this or go back to this? Then you use you Mephisto can't. or the Infinity Gauntlet, and then you rewrite yeah, reality. Mephisto, God, or, you, Franklin. or Franklin. You get your MacGuffin. And call it a day. That's, That's all Marvel does, like. dude. Marvel That's is one gigantic Superboy Super Prime reality punch no, that at this was point. Him. Right. <laughs> That's what you just liked about Superboy Prime reality punch. You don't like about Marvel. That they happened really once. That. Marvel's been doing it every fucking issue all the time. Superboy punch, Superboy punch, over and over and over again. Like, I want your marriage. <laughs> fucking... Uh, Ugh. Yeah. I'm holding the I'm holding the rage in for one more day and one moment in time. It's just so <laughs> fucking, fucking horseshit. Uh, I'm done, man. Like Marvel sucks donkey. I don't care anymore. I don't care. Look, their movies are good. I'll give you that. I'm not as excited about Infinity War as you guys are, but I thought Black Panther was awesome. It was awesome. But their books are shit. They're not images is a hundred look, man. Image has got a better message with at least three of their books than all of Marvel combined. DC's telling better stories with characters that are older and more original. Like, what's Marvel done for me lately? Like, Infamous Iron Man. No, fuck Infamous you. Infamous Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I agree. Yeah. Like, I can't, but Bendis like, is gone now, so. Right, yeah, that's <laughs> like what? Yeah, that's the thing with like DC is like I can point you to like the Batman titles and the Superman titles. Yeah, Marvel. They're all really good. Marvel, I'm just like, yeah, Thor's good. Um... Doctor Strange, maybe. Eh. Uh, I had I haven't read the new Magic stuff. Magic bullets. I, I haven't read the new <laughs> stuff after Jason Aaron was on it. I think isn't Loki the current Sorcerer Supreme? Yeah, I haven't read that. I haven't read any of that. But oh, but like fuck. Thor's really the only one that I'm like, yeah, that's really good. Uh, Jessica Jones is really good. That's all I got right now. Yeah. Andy brought up what ifs. They just brought the uh, uh, Purple Man back into Jessica Jones. Sure did. 
Good thing before, because the show's got a season two coming up soon, and we needed to remind our fans to watch that on Shin Netflix. <laughs> Thursday, Shin Netflix, Shin Shit, Shit Netflix, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Andy brought up a good uh, point about what ifs. Like Marvel did that what if line for a long time, which yeah. is like alternate reality. Like if this, like I know, but yeah, all of Marvel is a what if comic now. I would, I would, all I would pay it. money for DC to bring Elseworlds back. Yeah. I'd watch. I'd, Never going to happen. Gotham by Gaslight was amazing. Like some of the Elseworlds Batman comics are incredible. Have you seen the new cartoon, the Gotham by Gaslight? I haven't seen it yet. No. The I heard it's really good. Fantastic. I haven't watched it yet either. I haven't seen it yet. The, the, I still have a bad taste in my mouth from Killing Joke. I enjoyed that. You didn't like it? Not not Batgirl and Batman. Yeah, not the first 40 minutes. That was a little minutes. weird. Yeah, yeah I agree. Like the first like 40 <laughs> minutes of that movie, like no thanks, but the, the other. Yes. It, it was like two movies or two episodes spliced right. together is what it, it was, felt like. This shit never happened. Let's pretend it happened. And here's the source material. I hate, <laughs> Andy's going to probably try to kill me with his mind through the internet for saying this, but I think one of the best... <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the best DC animated movies is Batman Beyond The Return of the Joker. Oh, that's great. Love that. So, like, I never really watched Batman Beyond, but I love that movie. The unrated one. Yeah. Under the Red mm-hmm. Hood. Under the Red Hood is fantastic. It is uh, great. I, I like Doom. I like... Uh, I don't think I've seen Doom. Justice League Justice Doom. League I haven't seen War. Doom either. Uh, Justice, Justice League, League Doom. War is awesome. Uh, I liked uh, I liked um, Dark Knight Returns. I really did. Okay, let, look, let's leave the Frank Miller fan fiction bullshit <laughs> on the fucking floor where it belongs. Okay, garbage. The one the one time I said something good about it's Dark Knight, no, like Superman in that. So it's you know, like Frank Miller. Jesus Christ, it's horseshit. You put a fucking Iron Man suit tied to a fucking lamppost does not make like, Batman strong enough to kill Superman. Like I want them, I want them to do, I want them to do Red Sun. I really do. Red Sun would be um, incredible. And would I be. would, I would love for them to do uh, Red Rain, where Batman fights Dracula and becomes a vampire mm-hmm. itself. That's a great book. I have that comic. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, I'm sorry, but I, 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 I okay. We've already discussed this. There are different types of fans that go after different comic books for different reasons. No way is the right way. No way is the wrong way. But what certain companies are doing right now is an insult to to us as comic book fans. And if we don't recognize that and stand up for that, then we're just going to allow the, the, the industry to keep going in the spiral where it's going. Like there were, we don't want the '90s again. Do you want the '90s again? Do you want mullet Superman back? Yes. Shut <laughs> shut your mouth back there. <laughs> I mean, we're already, we're already getting the lenticular covers. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and that's what I was saying. Like, I want the Marvel to go back to its roots, not because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm anti Riri Williams or oh, I'm anti Jane Foster. I want my characters back. The characters that they've grown and that they've shown and that we've all grown on like I'm cool with these characters coming and then going but I want you're you're like oh you tell you me you want mullet superman back no you want your classic superman I don't want I want superman back nobody said that <laughs> I like new 52 He's superman back, though now you tell me with a straight face that you aren't psyched as a pig in shit that every character in the Marvel universe has a symbiote now no I don't care about that like I told you I don't care about that story. I liked the concept of the different venomized covers that was like, what would they look like with it? But no, I didn't run out and be like, I'm buying this because of the story. You don't like Gwenom? <laughs> you don't God, like Gwenom? Jesus uh, fucking Spider Gwenom? Uh, I have I Gwenpool. have Gwenom. I have I fuck. bought one Gwenpool and I was like, fuck no. Gwenpool. Let me put this way. bad. Ice I Man. like Spider Gwen. Iceman has a symbiote. Iceman has a symbiote, Andy. 
And how long is this going to last? It's already near the end. That it happened for one episode is criminal enough. (laughs) (laughs) Beast. Beast has a symbiote. Like, not furry blue beast, but like past normal Hank, Hank, you know, Dr. Hank McCoy. Beast, he gets a symbiote. It makes him look like blue beast. The fuck kind of shit is symbiote? It's a shipiot. It's a shipiot. I don't give a fuck anymore. (laughs) Marvel has, Marvel thinks you're an asshole and we're idiots. And they don't give a fuck. They are literally pissing on us. And we're calling well, it rain. I'm still buying Venom because you I'm sure just a, a Venom fanboy. But I'm not going to actually get excited for it again until Eddie Brock actually becomes a villain. He I won't. want my villain Venom back. He's lethal okay. protector Venom, and you're stuck with that. I got a pissed like a motherfucker right now. Yeah, he does. Well, we- so, so I mean we're 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 yeah we're, we're running along here we've we've oh, wow. tirated and ranted about comic books we didn't even we get to favorite books. villains and favorite heroes right. we're gonna do a part two that sometimes. we can do a part two we can why, do why do we do that part I don't two. want an explanation just quick we can do a part two later but we'll just oh, we'll preview for why next we, time we're, we're gonna Mark, end with this Sweeney favorite villain go favorite villain in DC or Marvel I don't give or a shit like, his favorite villain period Doctor Doom Tim favorite villain Joker. Shannon, favorite villain? Joker. Andy? Joker. Villain, Venom, and Joker. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the correct answer is Metallo. Everyone have a great day. (laughs) Hero? The favorite hero? Oh, fuck off, dude. Superman. I like the one you mentioned earlier, though, Sinestro. That's my favorite. Definitely top five for me, too. Joking aside, Sinestro is my favorite villain, uh, only because he's like... I kind of get where he's coming from. He's very Machiavellian in his methods, but is he really wrong? Is Sinestro <laughs> wrong? Yeah, yes. he's wrong as a bitch. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, um, Shannon, thank you very much for joining us, man. We're going to have to have that you was back. A blast. We will yeah, do we'll a part two. Yeah, for part two. I had, a, I had a lot of fun. Shannon, the yeah. sequel. That's right. Um, bong, bong, bong. But once again, thanks everybody for tuning into the Hateful Geeks and la- sticking it out with us through our rants and tirades on comic books. I'm one of your many hosts, Phil. This is Sweeney. I'm Andy. This is Tim. And Shannon. This is Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. And you guys, uh, you guys keep it sleazy. Have a good one. Well, one time. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.